let the church say amen. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 38. <clears throat> now, we already been blessed up in here today. A lot of my friends would tell me, if you had any sense at all, you'd just get a benediction. <laughs> but I ain't never been known for having that much sense. <laughs> Believe. The word of God always has to come, come forth. Got to be that long, but I got to, it's got to come forth. Luke chapter 10, <clears throat> beginning with verse 38, these words you find. Now it came to pass, as they went, they entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was cumbered about much serving came to him saying, said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. <clears throat> now for this few minutes, let me talk from this subject. When faith becomes frustrated, when faith becomes frustrated. If you read this book of Luke and get down to chapter 9, you will find Jesus making a statement. He's making a statement to a person who thinks that they want to go along with him and travel and be a part of his team. Jesus makes his statement in, in chapter 9, verse 57. He says, uh, he says to this man, he says, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. I believe that when he said that, I believe when he said that, I believe that it's possible that Martha was there in that crowd. And I believe that it might have been right there that she invited Jesus 
to come to their home. He has nowhere to stay. He doesn't have a place. So he invited, she invited Jesus to come to their house, the house of her and her sister, Mary. The reason I believe that is because the very next day, we find Jesus and his disciples in a city, in that same city called Bethany, which was the home of Mary and Martha. Because Martha was the older sister, she probably was the owner of the house. Because verse 38, the reason I believe she was the owner is because verse 38 says that she is the one that extended an invitation for Jesus to come to the house. Now, my brothers and sisters, let me share something. To invite Jesus was no small commitment. Because whenever you invited Jesus, he had this crew that he carried with him. Whenever, whenever you invited Jesus, you might as well go on and get ready for 12 more folk. Because these 12 men were always everywhere Jesus went. So she invited Jesus. Jesus shows up with his 12 partners. Imagine, my brothers and sisters, the excitement of inviting Jesus into your home and he accepts the invitation and shows up. But let me help somebody out here this morning. Let me help somebody this morning. Jesus accepts every invitation. Y'all hear me? You don't believe me? Invite him to your house, huh? I declare if you invite him, he'll show up. He shows up and then as he shows up and gets there, we began to see differences in the way that he is received in the same house. Martha and Mary both received him. He shows up and he will show up, but how do we receive him when he comes? Martha and Mary had two totally different ideas as to how to respond to his visit. Verse 39 says, verse 39 says that Mary sat down at his feet. Verse 40 says, Martha went in the kitchen, started trying to get a meal ready. One sits down at his feet. The other goes in the kitchen and starts doing what you can to put dinner together. Now you read it, read it good. The King James Version says about Martha that she was cumbered about by much service. She was in the kitchen. She was cumbered about. The English Standard Version says that she was distracted with serving. One sitting down at his feet. The other working herself up. Trying to get the meal just right. Are y'all hearing me? Get the picture now. Both sisters are responding to a visit from Jesus. 
But they are responding in two different ways. Mary has chosen to spend her time sitting at his feet and gleaning from whatever Jesus had to say. While Martha has chosen, get that now, she has chosen to go in the kitchen and prepare and throw down a meal that he will never forget. She has chosen to do that. I don't want to get off track. Just hold, stick a pin right there. I don't want to get off track, but, 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 but I need to point this out. Mary, what Mary is doing is really cutting-edge stuff. Here is a woman in Bible times sitting there in the midst of 12 men, right along with the men, getting her theological training. Are y'all hearing this? You see, you, you, and let me say this. She, she's there in the midst of all these men getting her the, theological training, and Jesus allowed it. I know a whole lot of folk got problem with that, but Jesus didn't have no problem with it. He, he let us sit right there. You see, it, it was a different day. It was a different day. Women at that time were, were not much more than property and and in some places over in that world right now, women are still not allowed to be educated. But here sits Mary in Bible times, right along with the men at the feet of Jesus, learning right along with them. Just thought I'd throw that in. Let's get back. You would have thought that some of the men might have had a problem with that. But if they did, nobody said anything. You might have thought that, that, that the men might have had a problem, but none of the men said a thing. None of the men seemed to be bothered by it. But guess who did have a problem? Y'all ain't hearing me. Guess who did have a problem with it? Martha. Are y'all hearing me? Read the, read the Bible. Read the Bible. Martha came out of the kitchen, wiping her hand on her apron with her neck going. Martha came out of the kitchen, looked Jesus dead in the face, and said, Jesus, don't you care that my sister has left me alone in the kitchen? Jesus, aren't you in the least bit concerned that I'm in here slaving over this hot stove trying to get your dinner together? <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah, aren't you concerned that my sister has left me alone to get your dinner ready? Then listen to what she said. 
Why don't you make her get up? <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Why don't you make her get up and come in here and help me? Don't make sense. I need to be doing all this by myself. Are y'all hearing this? Make her come in here and help me. Now, now, now let's look at what's really going on here. What's really going on is, 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 is Martha has become frustrated with being faithful. She's faithfully doing what she wants to do, but she's frustrated with being faithful. Now, 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 mind you now, mind you now, Martha didn't mind serving Jesus. As a matter of fact, she did, she, she was glad to do it. And, and, and yeah, because that was her way of expressing her love and her devotion to Jesus. She, and she did it without even being asked. So, 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 so the, here's the problem. She had just reached one of those points in her faith journey that, that, that she was frustrated with being faithful. She, she had become frustrated with trying to give Jesus her best. Question that we must raise here, the question that we got to raise, how does one go from gladly serving the Lord to the point where they find themselves frustrated in the service of the Lord? How do you get there? How, how do you go from glad to be in the service till, till I'm just sick and tired of this? How do you get that frustrated? Well, let's take a look at what's happening here. She, she's frustrated. She's frustrated because although she's doing all of the work, Mary is getting all the attention. She's in there over a hot stove. Slaving, trying to make sure everything is just right for Jesus. And little Prince and Mary got the nerve to be sitting up in there in his face. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, Mary was getting all the attention and she's doing all. Are y'all hearing me? And I know you're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't have to admit it to nobody, but that will frustrate you. I know you're saved, and you ain't going to admit it. I ain't going to tell you to tell your neighbor. <laughs> but that will frustrate you. You doing all the work. Seem like somebody else getting all. You, you show up at every meeting. Participate in everything. Take care of all your responsibility. But when recognition time comes, the recognition goes to somebody that ain't ever been to a meeting. Y'all ain't hearing me, eh? I don't show up for a meeting. Yeah, yeah, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, no, somebody, that but yeah, I'm working myself to death, and they wasn't even helping me do what I was doing. Faith. 
becomes frustrated when we believe that people, the, the people we are serving, are not giving us the proper attention. You hear me? I know, I know. We, we, are, we are worshiping and we're serving the Lord and serving the Lord will pay off and he's going to pay me out of while, but you'd like to hear a little something down here. <laughs> you want somebody at least down here acknowledge. Are y'all hearing me? Felt like she wasn't getting the proper attention. Cooked all weekend. Stayed up all night washing them collars and Ain't nobody even call my name. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed up. Yeah, I stayed up trying to get everything ready. And, yeah, and my name ain't even on the program. Faith. Faith becomes frustrated when other folk are not doing what you think they ought to be doing. When other folk ain't doing what you think they ought to, they, they ought to, ought to be doing. See, Martha has, yeah, Martha has chosen the way she wants to serve. But she wants to tell Mary how she ought to be served. Didn't anybody make her cook? Why do you ask her to cook? She chose the way she wanted to serve. And now she thinks Mary ought to do what she's doing. She ought to serve like I'm serving. Are y'all hearing this? And faith can become frustrated when we fail to accept the fact that everybody doesn't have the same gifts. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody doesn't have the same gifts. And, and, and also everybody has their own way of expressing their love for Jesus. See, the problem is we, 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 we often make ourselves the measuring stick. If you ain't doing as much as I'm doing, you lazy. Sorry, ain't doing nothing. If you ain't doing as much as I'm doing. But then if you're doing more than I'm doing, you need to sit down somewhere. <laughs> you're doing too much. Trying, trying to do too much. Are y'all hearing me? We make ourselves the measuring rod. More and more right here in this church, more and more I'm finding in this congregation that there are people, although they, they are not in any organization, they ain't in no auxiliary, but the more I go around and I'm finding people outside of here who are doing things that you never believe. People who are working in shelters and people who are volunteering in schools and people who are mentoring our children outside of here. Everybody don't want to be on the usher boat. Y'all ain't hearing me, y'all. Everybody don't want to sing. As a matter of fact, everybody can't sing in the choir. Yeah, everybody don't want to. See what I'm saying? Yeah, there, there are areas of service outside, and you don't get to pick and choose for, for everybody else. The best thing you do is just figure out what you do. 
and and be happy with that. But but as I move to close here, Jesus ends up pointing out to Martha that that Martha, all of your cares, all of her worry and your frustration has somehow crowded out that one thing that you really need. Your frustration. It's crowded out the one thing that you really need. He says to her, you are doing well in service, but you've got to keep service in its proper perspective. Martha, Martha, you have chosen to spend all your time in service. And I want you to know that your service is appreciated. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah, you have served so much, you have worked so hard that you have worked yourself into a frenzy over your service. But, but, but the thing that you got to understand is that Mary has chosen something better. You, you, you're doing what you want to do. You're doing uh, what it is that you, you are equipped to do. But yeah, 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 I, I want you to know that I thank you for it. It's a wonderful thing you're doing. But Mary has chosen something better. He's saying to her, read it. He's saying, he's saying to her, maybe, maybe Mary could have been a little more help to you in your kitchen. Maybe she could have done a little more of what you're doing, but the thing that I want you to know, Martha, is that what Mary has chosen to do is good and it is needful. What she has chosen to do. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I appreciate everything you've done, but what Mary is doing is needful for everybody to do. And then he said this, he says, and I will not take her away from what she's doing. Right there in the book. I will not stop her from doing what she's doing. So here, here's the message. Here's Jesus. Here's the message right from Jesus. His message is serve. Go ahead and serve. Please serve. Every child of God ought to find a place of service. As a matter of fact, give him your best in service. And I assure you that serving the Lord will pay off. I wonder if I got one witness here. Serving the Lord will pay off. But what Jesus wants Martha to understand and what I want you to leave here today with is service can never become a substitute for spending time at the feet of Jesus. That's the sermon right there. Service can never become a substitute for spending time at the feet of Jesus. Preachers, preach every chance you get, but your calendar and your preaching opportunities are no substitute for spending time at the feet. Are y'all hearing me? Of Jesus. Choir, keep on singing until the power of the Lord come down. But your beautiful voice and your singing is no substitute for spending time at the feet of Jesus. Ushers, go ahead on your post. Do your job. Get your uniform right. But that ain't no substitute. Y'all ain't hearing me for spending time at the feet of Jesus. Deacons, uh, keep on serving the folk. Keep on doing what you do. But all that you do is no substitute for spending time at the feet of Jesus.
Jesus says in verse 42 that this one thing is needful. Service is awesome. Every saved person ought to find a place to serve. But Jesus says that in the midst of all of that, yeah, in the midst of your love for serving, that is one thing you need. One thing you need to make sure you got. And that is time to sit down at the feet of Jesus. I, there is no substitute for spending time alone in the presence of Jesus. I wonder if I got one witness here. I don't care how busy you are, how much you serve. There is no substitute for spending time to feast on his word, to sit down and listen to him talk to you. Talk to him. Let him talk. Are y'all hearing me? I'm almost through that. that yeah, when I got here, yeah, that, the, yeah, Deacon Elby Bailey used to sing a song that says, uh, there are days. I love it. I love it. Oh, oh Deacon would get up here. He sang, there are some days. That I just like to be all alone with Christ, my Lord. Are y'all hearing this? There are some days I I I, I love everybody, but there are some days I don't want to be bothered with nobody. There are some days that I just don't want to be alone with Christ, my Lord. Deacon Bailey would say there are some days. That was a verse that said there are some days that I like to be. With the sanctified and the blessed, but then there are some more days that I just want to be all alone. He he says these folk they can never on, on grace they can never impart grace on me. Yeah, for my sin tossed heart. Yeah, and on those days I want to be left alone. I want to be all alone with Christ, my Lord. There are days. Huh, somebody ought to get this down in your heart. There ought to be some days. That I just like to be all alone with Christ. My, are y'all hearing this? Oh, my brothers and sisters, you got to understand that Jesus was alone. It was alone there in the garden. Yeah, it was alone that he prayed to his father in heaven. It was all alone. It was alone that he picked up my cross. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he, it was alone that he picked up my cross and put it on his shoulder. It was alone that he cried out to his father in heaven. My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Are y'all hearing me? It was alone that he suffered, bled, and died for my sins. Y'all ain't hearing me. There were three of them there who were suffering and bleeding, but he's the only one that was suffered, bled, and died for me. Are y'all hearing this? But then it was alone. They took him down and put him in a cross. But here's what I love. It was all by himself. Yeah, no, only his father in heaven got him up early Sunday morning. Nobody else has ever done that. He got up from the grave with all power in his hand. All, all alone. Learn. Service is wonderful. Serve when you can and wherever you can. Service is no substitute for spending your time with him all by yourself. It's no substitute for spending time alone with Jesus.
You here today? Unsaved? Here's the other part about salvation. You don't, you don't get saved as a group. Yeah, you come all alone. You, it's just you and your decision. And when you move, you move alone. So if you're here today unsaved, you don't have to ask nobody. You don't have to look to the right or to the left. If you're unsaved, you, you can move right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes.